What is up? Welcome to, uh oh. There we go. It's the early morning here. What's up? Welcome to week two of the NFL football flowchart show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. What is going on, everybody? It is bright and early in the morning. I'm actually surprised that there's even people watching this, but we are on location here in Dallas, in Arlington, ready to see the uh, Cowboys take on the Jets tomorrow. So when you do that, you got to find a room in the Airbnb and, and make the live stream happen. So we are doing it right now, and I think we will uh, kind of cut right to the chase and just jump into it. So I'm going to share the um, screen here. We'll start with the cash game flowchart like we do, like we'll do every week. Um, what's up, Eric? Giving me some love this morning in the chat. Giving me some, I, I don't even have coffee in me. It's 7.30 a.m. Couldn't figure out how to make coffee in Airbnb, but we are rolling. So let me see if I can make this a little bit bigger. Um, <clears throat> okay, that doesn't work at all. Okay, cool. So we'll dive into it. So flowchart here, um, we are, uh, let me try to make this, can I do this better? Size is great. Um, well, okay, so uh, cash game lineups this week, I think the, the title of the uh, you know podcast here is the cheap running back decision. And I think that is really uh, what it boils down to this week. We've got a couple of different injury situations that have uh, bubbled up and we've got um, Joshua Kelly, right, with Austin Keller, uh, or uh, Austin Eckler um, going to be doubtful and likely not play. He didn't travel with the team, so he's basically out. Um, so Joshua Kelly bubbles up as a really good play. Uh, we've also got Aaron Jones, who has not practiced yet this week um, and is questionable. Uh, so A.J. Dillon is a really good play as well. Um, and then we've got David Montgomery, who doesn't really open up anything from an injury standpoint, um, but he is uh, 5,800 as well and facing a, a Seattle, Seattle Seahawks defense who the Lions have just run all over in their last two matchups with them. Um, and then the last person that's worth talking about from a cheap running back situation is Rashad White, who is getting a little bit overlooked, I think, this week. Um, and uh, just because he didn't have the greatest game ever last week, but he did have really good usage and um, was a very um, promising start for the second year back in the Tampa Bay offense. So all those guys are in the, you know, uh, 5,000 range, Kelly being the cheapest at $5,000 and the other guys up at 55, 5,800, things like that. And so understanding and kind of deciding if we're going to want to play two of those guys, three of those guys, stuff like that is really, I think, what starts the decision points this week for cash. Um, and so <clears throat> starting with our cash game core in column number one, uh, we've got Joshua Kelly in there. I'm, I'm fitting him in there as my locked-in back, five thousand uh, bucks. I think the you know people may be nervous about the matchup with the Titans, saying that they have a good run defense and stuff like that. I don't really care too much. Uh, just at the five thousand dollar price tag, he's going to get some good volume. He already had uh, a pretty good week last week with Eckler playing, so I expect that he's going to be just fine uh, this week. And then 
David Montgomery uh, makes up the second piece of the cash game, Core 5800. Uh, I think that uh, projection-wise, he is a couple points ahead of some of the other backs in this range, and I think that he um, has a lot of potential here against the Seahawks. I think this game is probably going to be a shootout, and so, um, you know, of course, there's some risk here of, you know, Jameer Gibbs taking some touchdowns and things like that, but I think for the most part, um, Montgomery's going to do uh, pretty well and, and isn't too big of a risk at 5,800. Uh, then we add our first wide receiver to the flow chart, and that's Calvin Ridley on the Jags, 7,200 this week. Um, obviously, he had really great um, uh, a really great usage in week one um, was, uh, you know, got, got targeted all over the field in the first half, um, and that continued it a little bit into the second half as well. And um, I think at 7,200, uh, that's probably a couple hundred bucks too cheap for Ridley still. He's probably going to continue to rise up if he has another big game this week against the Chiefs, another game that should be kind of an offensive shootout. So, um, yeah. I think Ridley could uh, definitely uh, be should definitely be a pretty solid cash game play this week. And then lastly, for the core, the first column for the core would be Luke Musgrave, uh, tight end for the Packers, 3,200. Um, his price point didn't really move too much, maybe 300 bucks. Um, and of course, he didn't have a huge game, um, but he was close to having a huge game. He caught a 50, like a 45, 50-yard pass. Um, that he kind of got tripped up on trailing back to the ball but to track it and and uh if he doesn't get tripped up that that 50 yard pass is actually a 60 yard touchdown and um he's probably or we're probably talking about him maybe a little bit even differently this week um so so yeah luke musgrave there um is kind of my preferred uh preferred guy um at tight end this week at 3200 i think it's worth uh, making a savings there um, the really only other option at tight end, in my opinion, would be um, Travis Kelsey all the way at the top. I think he's at, um, let's see, Travis Kelsey's at 7,900, 7,600 this week. Um, but obviously that's a difference of like, you know, 4,500 or so. So a, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of uh, things to take into account there. But that's the core, Kelly, Montgomery, Ridley, Musgrave. Uh, I want to for sure start my lineups with them in cash. And then from there, it's a decision point again this week, um, similar to what we had last week, I think, between Anthony Richardson and Josh Allen. And what can you do with that $1,600 uh, that you can save between the two of them? Um, obviously, Allen, you know, not a great week one, uh, quite a few picks, didn't, didn't, and then ended up losing to the Zach Wilson-led Jets. Um, but, you know, he's coming into a Raiders defense here that should be uh, – pretty soft in the secondary and we would expect Allen to be able to bounce back and post pretty elite numbers. Um, and then on the other hand, Anthony Richardson had a really solid week one um, for the rookie. A lot of, I think he um, met or exceeded expectations for most people um, who were uh, trying to figure out what uh, Richardson was going to be this year. And I think uh, he was, you know, he, he got pulled at the very end of the game just because they're kind of being cautious with the injury but he could have had like another one yard rushing touchdown that really would have uh, popped his uh, day uh, uh, over the, over the edge a little bit. So anyways, that's uh that's kind of the decision point there. I think the, I think there's, you know, potentially some other quarterbacks that you could think about um, if you don't want to do Anthony Richardson. Um, I think Daniel Jones is like a decent option um, for 300 bucks cheaper than Richardson. Um, and then 
Geno Smith would be a, another person that I wouldn't hate too much to put in there. But because those guys both had pretty tough week ones, I don't feel as solid playing them in cash this week. However, um, if you do look at, you know, basically what they did over the last uh, year uh, or so, um, there really shouldn't be too much concern to, to fire those guys up at those prices. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, basically um, making this decision between Josh Allen and Anthony Richardson then helps, um, you know, figure out what, you know, level we can go to from a price point standpoint in our, in our final column. Um, so I'll, I'll circle back to that once I go through column number three here. So in column number three, we've basically got our defense and our low price wide receiver that we're going to want to choose here. Um, and so on the Anthony Richards side, I, uh, excuse me, on the Anthony Richardson side, I put the Buccaneers defense up at the top, um, 3,200. They're one of the more expensive defenses this week, but you can actually kind of make it work and fit them in cash. Um, I do think they are going to be uh, relatively popular uh, this week against the Bears because the Bears just did not look that good against the Packers last week. And then uh, on the cheap side of things, we've got the Titans who uh, are up against the Chargers. Um, and I think that is more so just a game, uh, kind of a bet on like a lot of passing volume, just hoping we can get home with some sacks, just hoping maybe Herbert throws an interception or two. Not really like a bet on, hey, the Titans are going to, you know, win the game or shut out the Chargers or things like that. I think a lot of times when people think about defenses, they think about like, oh, should we need to try to target the teams that are going to hold, you know, the other team to the fewest amount of points, um, which is good in theory, but it's really hard to project, really hard to um, actually predict when that's going to happen. Um, and most of the defensive points actually come from sacks, turnovers, things like that. And so the more passing volume that we can target, Sometimes the better the defensive play is um, if that QB does end up making a couple of um, mistakes. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of the two decisions there defense. I mean, you could also, depending on how things shake out um, with your, um, you know, with your cash lineup, I wouldn't be too dead set on the Titans defense. Like, I have no problem going all the way down to the Raiders. I have no problem uh, going to uh, the you know, the Cardinals against the Giants for $200 or more. Um, just kind of moving things around to try to figure out how it all works. And I know one of the questions might be, well, what, can I play Josh Allen uh, quarterback against the Raiders defense? And I think that's totally viable in cash um, and not really too big of a deal at all. I mean, again, we're not looking for these defenses to shut up the other team out. We're looking for them to, to score some points off sacks and turnovers. And we saw Josh Allen have I think three or four picks last week. So uh, we definitely know that's in the range of outcomes. So anyways, moving on to receivers. So I think there's three low price receivers this week um, that are worth considering. One is a little bit more expensive than the other two, and that's Puka Nakua, uh, wide receiver for the Rams at 4,900. I think he's, um, you know, got a great target for that he showed in week one as a rookie. Um, you know, over 100 yards, I think double-digit targets, um, and uh, really – Seems to be a really safe option there, and DraftKings priced him up accordingly this week. Um, and so uh, he did have a little bit of an injury pop up during practice this week, but I think all systems uh, are pointing to go on him. Um, so, yeah, I think Puka would probably be my favorite of these guys um, from a floor standpoint, but then it's just figuring out how you can kind of get it to work with the, your lineup based on some of the other decision points 
Um, and the other two guys I'm considering would be Jaden Reed and Josh Reynolds. Um, Reynolds is 3,700 for the Lions and Jaden Reed 3,400 for the Packers. Um, and I think both of these guys had a pretty decent week one. Reynolds actually played well on Thursday night, um, was in my Thursday night football write-up uh, last week, and, and he uh, did well. And then uh, Jaden Reed, um, you know, played well uh, against uh, the Bears last week. Did leave the game a little bit with some cramping, um, and so that kind of may have led to uh, a lower, um, you know, stat line than maybe we were hoping. But uh, all things considered, at a $3,000 price tag, I think, last week, and he, he did just fine. Um, and so I think both of them are good options again this week. I would probably slightly prefer Reynolds over Reed, um, but uh, just because of the matchup, I think the matchup with uh, Seahawks is uh, much better and it's going to be a little bit more higher scoring. Um, but if you need to save the 300, I think Reed is a viable option as well. Okay, so that sets the table. That gets us basically through our first seven picks um, of the flowchart. You're making a decision on Josh Allen versus Anthony Richardson. You're making a decision at uh, cheap wide receiver, Puka Nakua, Jaden Reed, Josh Reynolds. And then you're making a decision at uh, defense, Titans versus Bucks. And you're pairing that up with our cash game core of Josh Kelly, David Montgomery, Calvin Ridley, and Luke Musgrave. Um, so now to fill in the gaps at the end, uh, this is kind of the last column here where we want to choose two of these guys. So if you go the Josh Allen route, you're likely going to need to um, go the cheap defense route as well. So the Titans, um, if you don't want to do Titans, Raiders, um, save a couple hundred bucks as well. Um, and then you can fit Debo Samuel or A.J. Dillon um, in at like the 5,600, 5,900 range. I probably prefer Dylan to Samuel in this uh, situation just because I feel like Samuel doesn't have as safe of a floor um, usually on a week to be basis. He does have a really high ceiling, which is something that is worth considering in cash. If they we players have similar floors, we want to kind of take up the ceiling. Um, in this case, I probably prefer Dylan, but Samuel does make some things work with the extra 300 bucks savings. Um, and then you should be able to pair them with uh, Devontae Adams, 7,600. Um, depending what you decide uh, at cheap wide receiver, you could also potentially squeak in Jamar Chase as well, 7,900. Um, and so that's kind of the route there with Allen. With Anthony Richardson, you can get a little bit more creative. You could potentially get up to Christian McCaffrey at 8,900. Um, and you should be able to fit two of the stud receivers as well, Jamar Chase and Devontae Adams. Um, so I think that kind of really, um, you know, circles back to the QB uh, question mark, right? Is if you pick Richardson, you've got a little bit more ability to fit some of the studs um, versus if you pick uh, Josh Allen, then you're going to have to play probably Debo or AJ Dillon um, there to kind of fill things in. So anyways, I think that kind of uh, summarizes the cash game chart. Um, I did want to talk through a couple things from last week, right? So I think we were directionally correct on, on a few things last week. Uh, and then there was definitely some cash winning lineups uh, out of the flowchart. I personally did not uh, get over the cash line with my lineup. Um, and I wanted to talk through, you know, that decision point of uh, me getting off of Tyreek Hill, um, which obviously after a 47 point out, outing or whatever it is, um, you know, <laughs> basically, uh, put me out of the running uh, to, to get over to the cash line. But, you know, we were we were talking about how, you know, it was, it was smart to play the commanders if they were going to be 65, 70 percent 
It was smart to play Isaiah likely if he was going to be 50% just because you didn't want to take on that added risk of fading a guy and having him go off um, and then trying to make it up elsewhere. It just doesn't really matter that much when the percentages are so high um, on weeks. And I failed to realize how steamed up Tyreek Hill would be, how popular he would be. I should have probably had a better lay of the land on that as it related to that game being a really high scoring game and a high targeted game. But I kind of thought Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Tyreek Hill were all going to be relatively close. And so I was saving some money going down to, to Jamar Chase off of Hill. Um, and that just didn't work. And it, it proved to be the downfall. But um, it did not play out how I thought either. Tyreek Hill was much higher owned than the other two guys. And at that point, I should have kind of locked that in a little bit better and realized that I need to make Hill a priority if he's going to be so highly owned at cash. So I think that's something important to think through moving forward is, you know, when are, what players are going to be the high owned guys, um, the really high owned guys, the 50% guys, the 40% guys, stuff like that, that if you fade them, it really could end your day and, and, and trying to figure out what our stances are on those. Um, Take a little pause here. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take on 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. All right. Let's pop open the GPP flowchart here, uh, and we'll talk through that one for the week. So I think this is a really fun GPP week because I think there's, um, I think the ownership is going to be really spread out. And, and I didn't, I maybe didn't tie the bow that well on, on the end of the cash uh, discussion there, but I don't think there's going to be like, you know, Josh Kelly, I could see being really high on, um, maybe Calvin Ridley, just because he's kind of a, kind of a no brainer at that price point 7,200. But other than that, I think there's a lot of uh, micro decisions and a lot of micro takes that are going to be needing to be made this week. And so I don't really envision the, um, I, I don't envision there being as much um, bubbling up uh, and as many guys that are so high owned. Um, and so in that case, you don't really need to worry too much about like, okay, if I fade this guy and 50% of the field has them, then what happens? In that case, you just kind of need to worry about what your takes are what you're um who you're going to be more confident in playing what whose floor you like the best whatever whatever um and uh and, and that's kind of how it goes there so uh parlaying that over to the gpp side i really think there's quite a few game options that are really fun to target this week um and so you'll see how i kind of try to fit these into some of the secondary stacks but starting out of the gate we've got um, we're starting our game stack here. Uh, and this week's flowchart is a little bit different. It's just three columns, um, and it's got a, a, quite a few more options um, than, than usual. Um, but uh, that should be good if you're trying to create a couple different lineups. I want to try to have some exposure to some of these game environments. So start with the game stack, and it's going to be a Chargers-Titans game stack. Um, and now 
you know, we saw the Chargers run the ball a ton last week, right, against the Dolphins. And that's just kind of because the Dolphins were giving them that. Um, Eckler obviously had a great game. Josh Kelly had, I think, over 90 yards last week um, as, you know, his typical standard backup role. Um, and there's just a ton of plays going on in that game. There's a ton of plays called. Um, and so uh, I'm not too worried about the running, um, you know, how much the the Chargers ran last week. One, because no Austin Eckler this week. Um, and two, I just think that was what kind of Miami was giving them. And so talking about what Tennessee is going to be giving them, Tennessee is a known pass funnel that they started out, uh, all, or all of last year, they were a, a huge pass funnel defense, uh, basically, you know, willing the teams to pass against them. And, and a lot of teams did that well. Um, this year, in week one, Derek Carr had like 400 air yards. Um, which is like pretty non-Derek Carr-ish. So uh, I, when I was going through my workload report this week and looking at some of the, the underlying stats for air yards, I noticed that the all of the Saints receivers just had a ton of air yards. And I was like, okay, well, that, that seems like that should translate pretty well here to Justin Herbert, um, who's obviously a much more competent and skilled quarterback than Derek Carr. So Justin Herbert and Mike Williams is actually the guy that I want to get into every lineup. Mike Williams, 5,700. Pretty quiet week one, but I think um, nothing has much changed uh, since, you know, the preseason hype about him. And I think he is, uh, shouldn't be 1,400 lower than Keanu, let's put it that way. Um, I think he could be in store for a pretty big week and he will be not very owned. Um, and then we've got um, the two different options, right? And so we're look at cost on both of these and try to pick things up. Um, together in order to kind of uh, sync things up from a cost standpoint. But if you if you do go with Keenan Allen as your second wide receiver in the stack, then we're going to uh, go cheap at 500 um, in the in the stack there. If you want to go with Josh Kelly at the running back position to pair up with Herbert and Mike Williams, uh, then we're going to be able to spend up a little bit and get to uh, Derrick Henry 7400. Um, and uh, Derrick Henry, you know, last week the Chargers um, were uh, got ran uh, quite a bit, um, got ran on quite a bit by uh, the Dolphins. Mostert actually had a pretty good game, um, and so I think Henry uh, should be able to have a pretty good game as well. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of cause for concern with the Tajay's usage for Derrick Henry. They're on, um, on snaps, uh, which is unusual for a Derrick Henry team, but um, we can just talk them to even even the big ball in in week one, um, and, and hopefully he kind of uh, gets back to a bigger workload here. Um, and if that workload concerns from week one uh, cause people to um, you know bring down the ownership on Henry, then we will we will definitely eat it up. So um, love this uh, Chargers game uh, environment. Love this Chargers offense here against the Titans. And I think basically it's just a decision on if you want to go two wide receivers, um, or if you want to add in Josh Kelly. And I think, you know, people ask, well, is it, is it okay to pair a running back with, you know, a receiver and a quarterback? Like, what, what if the running back's taking the scores and stuff like that? Um, in this specific condition, I don't think it's that – I don't think it's that big of a deal because Kelly's so cheap and because he's probably going to be the primary back um, getting some receiving touches getting some goal line work. And so this is more so a bet on the Chargers offense, just scoring well, scoring a lot of points. And if you do choose the Kelly route, you just basically want 
Kelly Herbert and Mike Williams to account for all, you know, most of the touchdowns. Um, and then you're, um, you know, the flow charts off to a good bang there. So if you go the Derrick Henry route, um, you'll have um, an option to include uh, the Kansas City and Jacksonville game. Um, and so I've got Travis Kelsey in there at tight end at 7,600. Um, and then you can include him with either Zay Jones or Christian Kirk. Um, I do think Zay Jones will be a little bit more popular this week. 4,700 is $400 cheaper than Kirk at 5,100. Um, and, you know, he got a touchdown and had a better week one. Kirk, on the other hand, has gotten some really negative buzz lately, but I could see him uh, still doing well here against the Chiefs. Um, this is another game that could be really high scoring, could be a lot of people, uh, a lot of players scoring fantasy points. And so I don't just want to completely forget about Christian Kirk. And so um, I think both of these are pretty good options. Both of them provide great leverage off of Calvin Ridley as well at 7,200. Um, so Ridley is going to be very popular. Um, if Zay Jones or Christian Kirk do the touchdown scoring, um, then that's going to be nice leverage play off of Ridley. Um, and a lot of the teams will probably have a Ridley and Kelsey paired. And so if we can sneak in Zay Jones or Christian Kirk here um, and score some more points than Ridley, then we're really uh, off to the races if Kelsey has a big game. Um, and then to finish off that path of the flow chart, that's the Joshua Kelly, Derrick Henry path. Then you add in Travis Kelsey or Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. And then you'll get to pick between kind of, uh, you've got a four pack of players here, Kenneth Walker, Jahan Dotson, Jackson Smith, and Jaba, and Rondale Moore. So, um, you know, if you go Kenneth Walker, then you probably want to include Rondale Moore um, in order to make the money work, or you can kind of split the difference in the middle and go Dotson and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigma. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, um, I, I, I just really like that Seattle-Detroit game, um, which I'll, I'll show later um, in, in the flowchart here, uh, some other options to attack it. But um, I think Kenneth Walker could have a big day. I think uh, JSN um, is due to have a breakout week one of these weeks. I'm not sure if it's going to be week two, but I also don't want to miss it. And so whenever that happens, I'm sure the $4,500 price tag um, will look pretty small in comparison. And so might as well take a couple shots on JSN. Um, the commanders wide receivers were all uh, pretty similar in output last week, um, but I do think Jahan Watson is a, a pretty skilled guy, and I think um, 4,900 just seems a little bit too cheap for him. And then Rondale Moore, you know, isn't the isn't the most uh, you know awesome clip to make, um, but um, you know he's he's got a decent ceiling at 4,000, um, and I think um, you know he's he's uh, that that game could be uh, could have some high scoring um, to it if the Giants and, and Cardinals. Uh, both kind of get into a little bit of a back and forth there. Um, so some other options like in this range of call it the like, call it like a four, high fours, low fives. I think um, obviously Puka Nakua, who we talked about in the um, cash game, um, but that's just kind of, you're just going to have to be cognizant of your ownership um, here in GPPs. Uh, Nico Collins, I think is a pretty good play as well um, for the Texans. Um, and then, Van Jefferson, I actually don't hate either um, as leverage off of, you know, he was kind of the forgotten guy after Puka and Tutu last week uh, both went off um, and, and Van Jeff was pretty quiet. But um, we've seen Van Jefferson get a couple big games, a couple long bomb touchdowns. Um, and so I think that could 
could easily happen here and he would be extremely good leverage off of uh, the other popular Rams guys. Uh, so that kind of clean, cleans up the top half here of, uh, of the flow chart. I'm, I'm realizing here in my rush this morning to get everything going, I forgot to add in the defensive options for the flow chart. So we'll hit on those now. Um, I, I really like the 2900, uh, the 2700 to 2900 range uh, this week. And I actually really like the Jets defense. Um, I think the focus in the you know building for the Jets this whole week is going to be relying on their defense to try to win um, against uh, you know win against the the Cowboys this week. And um, you know we saw how good the Jets defense was against the Bills, um, and I think they're kind of been slept on a little bit here at 2700 uh, against the Cowboys. Just because Rodgers is out doesn't mean the Jets defense is going to change too much. Um, and then um, I love, I like the Bears against the Buccaneers at 2,800. Um, and then I like the Falcons against the Packers too at 2,900. Um, you know, is Jordan Love, was that a flash in the pan or uh, is he the real deal? Uh, kind of time will tell, but with the, with the skill position players being so banged up on Green Bay, there's probably going to be a little bit of, um, you know, some some potential for turnovers and things like that uh, coming out of the Falcons. So uh, those are kind of some of the options. Uh, I'll, um, I'll include, I'll make sure to uh, add this in uh, on the flowchart here in the middle for the defensive options before it gets posted on the website. Okay, so circling back to uh, the Keenan Allen and Traylon Burks route. So with Keenan Allen and Traylon Burks, then we've got to start fitting in um, some some more running backs because we don't have any yet. And so I've got two different secondary stacks here that you can kind of target. And the first one is uh, with Josh Jacobs and Gabe Davis. Um, and so I think this is a really fun one because, you know, uh, the Raiders. So last week, 90% of the fantasy points for the Raiders came from Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams, and Josh Jacobs. Um, this week, there's no Jacoby Myers. And so obviously, there's going to be maybe another guy or two that steps up. But I expect this offense to be super, super concentrated around Jacobs and Adams. And so I really love uh, Jacobs here um, at 7,100. And then Gabe Davis, um, you know, is you know, exactly what we want from a GPP player, right? He's got some um, really dud weeks in his, um, in his game log, which keeps the ownership off of him keeps people from him from getting too popular but then he's got some really big spike weeks um and a couple touchdown games things like that um and and i think this uh raider secondary is not very good and so uh davis should be able to get up in a bit hopefully they try to feed the ball after some coach speak this week talking about trying to get a second option going on offense uh, so that's a little secondary stack there with the raiders and the bills and then uh, the other game that I like that we touched on a little bit earlier is this uh, Lions-Seahawks game. So uh, pairing up Jameer Gibbs and Tyler Lockett here um, on this half, and that fits really well into the flowchart. And uh, I really like the Jameer Gibbs angle because, you know, we've been hearing Dan Campbell talk this week about they want to get him some more touches. Um, obviously, he looked really explosive in week one and, and the opportunities that he did get against the Chiefs. Um, but then... You know, he's also really great leverage off of who's what's probably going to be a pretty popular David Montgomery pick this week. Um, and so if, you know, Gibbs steals some of the work from Montgomery and ends up outscoring him, uh, then you are probably laughing about 15 to 18 to 20% of the field in GPPs uh, who played Montgomery. So that'll be a pretty good feeling. Um, and, and 
in a game like this, which should have a lot of touchdowns, that stuff can happen pretty easily. Uh, and then Tyler Lockett, um, you know, uh, quieter week one. Seahawks in general disappointed in week one. Um, and Lockett was uh, in and out of the game. I think it was a, I think it was a head injury, concu- uh, potential concussion symptoms, stuff like that. I do think he ended up coming back into the game, so nothing to uh, be worried about. But uh, could easily see Geno Smith, uh, uh, you know, spreading it out a little bit and, and chucking up some long balls to Lockett here um, in week two. So I think that that combo of Gibbs and Lockett is just a really explosive uh, GPP pocket there, and 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 has the ability to to capture, you know, a decent amount of points from that game just by those two guys alone. Um, so I think that's a really fun angle. And then um, from there, you still are going to need another running back. Um, and so you, because we saved a little bit of money with Traylon Burks, because we saved, you know, a little bit of money with Gabe Davis and Tyler Lockett, whichever one you pick there, uh, we are going to be able to pick, fit in some pretty good running backs here, either Travis Etienne or Joe Mixon. Um, 6,900 for ETM and 6,500 for Mixon. Um, and then uh, I've got the two tight end options on this half is Tyler Granton uh, for the Colts and Luke Musgrave for the Packers. And those guys, Granton's 3,000 and Luke Musgrave's 3,200. Um, and I think, you know, it's a, it's kind of a fun flowchart because you get a little bit of both things, right? You can you can pay up for Travis Kelsey and have a stud tight end, or you can pay down for Grants and Musgrave. Um, you know, you could fit, you probably fit like Chig into that mix. Um, if you don't go the Bills route uh, with Gabe Davis and Josh Jacobs, and you go Gibbs and Lockett instead, then you could choose either Knox or Kincaid as well. Um, I'm not too dead set on really um, any other guys here. Musgrave will obviously be pretty popular, um, but I do think he's got a pretty safe floor. And I think he's just kind of a stud in the making. Um, but uh, there, there's quite a bit of good options here down, um, you know, in the three low $3,000 range. Adam Troutman is another one um, who should get some more, you know, maybe get some more opportunity here with um, Greg Dulcich going down in the Broncos. So, so yeah, kind of a <clears throat> cheap tight end grab bag there. If you're making 20 lineups, I wouldn't get dead set on Musgrave and Branson and all of them. I would, I would try to um, switch it up a little bit and, and sprinkle in some of the different tight ends there. Um, and then uh, really like Mixon and both Mixon and ETN this week. Um, you know, Mixon uh, didn't get pushed too much from either of his backups, Trayvon Williams, Chris Evans, Chase Brown, stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, hopefully the Bengals bounce back as a team here, have a little bit more of a competitive, um, you know, approach against the Ravens um, and have a little bit uh, better effort there. Um, and Mixon should be a big beneficiary, and 6500 is probably just a little bit too cheap for him. Uh, and then Travis Etienne had a really great week one, a lot of great usage. Um, Tank Bixby didn't really do too much um, to steal much from him, and now they kind of play the Chiefs, which a lot of people are thinking is a pretty high scoring environment. So you can really see like where the focus is this week. Like obviously, like the ch- like the Chargers offense, um, but then there's just some game environments that are sprinkled kind of throughout both pieces of the flowchart, right? The Chiefs, the Jaguars, trying to get a piece of that. You know, the the, the Raiders, Bills, trying to get a piece of that. The, the, the Lions, the Seahawks, trying to get a piece of that. I think it's a really fun week to make a lot of different combinations um, and um, to really just try to target some of those big scoring environments and hope a couple of them hit and, and uh, you make the right play. So 
Um, I think that's going to wrap it up. I appreciate everyone for tuning in this early. I was expecting to have about zero viewers this early in the morning. Um, we are we will be back to our normal time uh, next week and moving forward. Appreciate everybody working with me here. And then, yeah, obviously, this will post to the um, SGPN podcast network, and I'll get the flowcharts up on the website here shortly as well. Um, and I'll tweet out the link and, and everything like that once that is complete. So uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Good luck in week two. Hope to see you at the top of the leaderboards.